0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Happy Friday, everyone. We've made it through another work week, school week, you know, whatever you guys go through in your daily lives. If you don't do either, you know, then uh, that's cool as well. But, um, you know, know, this is another week closer to me graduating college as this is my last semester. I'll be graduating in mid-May, so... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's just it's pretty surreal that it's just about over now. And uh, yeah, I just I, it's just this flew by uh, really, really fast. But I uh, know we have a lot to get to in today's episode. The Penguins will have two games this weekend, a back to back. Both games are in the afternoon. I, um, I don't mind Sunday afternoon games. I hate Saturday afternoon games just because like I just have, like, bad memories from the Penguins playing bad in them. They 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 play they play really bad in some Saturday afternoon games. They also have a lot more Saturday afternoon games than I realized this year. This is, I think, um, they usually don't have any, and I think they have, like, almost around five this season, or I think a little bit more. I have to double-check the schedule. But um, it's a much higher number than normal. Um, and then, of course, they play the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow, a Buffalo team that's really bad, and we're getting into that. I'm going to play a little clip of, um, you know, just because the Sabres are really bad, I'm going play a clip for you guys from the uh, – you know nope. uh, the poor Sabres fan rant that we uh, that aired a couple weeks ago. I found a um, audio clip actually on YouTube for it. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'll play that. It was uh, someone I think like some just random person posted it. It was just really funny. Um, and then of course the Penguins have their massive showdown with the Washington Capitals on Sunday. But before we get into that, um, I do want to say it looks like Dominic Cahoon, the Penguins may have dodged a major bullet within. He did not practice today, but after practice, Mike Sullivan said that he is day to day and that he will be a game time decision tomorrow. Though, and, you know, I've said on this podcast before, usually when Mike Sullivan says it's a game time decision, it's about maybe 90%, 95% chance that the player plays. You know, might, might take the under on this one. I'm not really sure if he Well, he'll play considering that he didn't miss, he didn't um, make it to practice today. Um, he didn't just, I don't know if he skated before, but, you know, we'll, it'll all tell around 1230 um, when he's warming up, If, if um, when during warm-up start, if he's playing. If he's that he's not after for warm-ups, of course, you know, he's not going to play, and, on. Um, no, but still, the fact that he's day to day, and he didn't he didn't, they didn't announce that. Oh, he's going to be week to week, or he's out for months, or after surgery, or whatever. That's very encouraging. That's great news. Um, it looks like you know there, um, there doesn't have to be like a panic trade. It looks like for a forward, um, but that's just that's massive. Uh, the Penguins cannot go through another injury. Um, you know, especially you know, um, they, they just can't. They just really, really can't at this point. Um, you know, another team I actually feel really bad for that's going through a lot of injuries as well is the Blue Jackets. Uh, you're not going to get much sympathy for me, considering the Penguins have dealt with almost the same amount. Though the Blue Jackets are now without, I think Bjorkstrand, Seth Jones, for at least until the end of the season. Um, Cam Atkinson's out, a bunch more too. I, 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 there's so many names I probably forgot, but still, like I said, you get no sympathy for me. The Penguins have been banged up like that basically all season long. Um, there's not much you can do. But hopefully, you know, fingers crossed that Cahoon can play. I saw that uh, Anthony Angelo was on the left wing on Malkin's line for practice. That's not ideal. <laughs> That's uh, not ideal at all. But, um, yeah, so hopefully, like I said, hopefully Dominic Cahoon can come back. But, yeah, the Penguins will play, see the Sabres for the second time um, of three meetings this season. I think the uh, the next meeting, of course, will be in Buffalo. I think it will be in uh, March, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's March. Sometime in March. Um but, yeah, I mean, and also, you know, wouldn't be surprised to be seeing um, Jim Rutherford and Jason Bottrell having some lengthy t- chats tomorrow. You know, a lot of rumors are swirling about the Penguins probably potentially getting back Connor Sherry. Um, I know Jim Rutherford did say he wanted another forward, potentially a championship experience who fits our system. Connor Sherry, I think, has both of those. Though the thing with Connor Sherry, I think, is this. You know, I, I had one of my really... Um, best friends and uh jeff he's joined the podcast before he's a big fan of connor sherry and you know i, I just i told him like I'm, I'm indifferent on it i'm not like like if they the penguins get him will i be mad now because like he actually he fits what the what the penguins do you know oh yeah he falls down a lot well, nobody cares uh, he, it's really really not that much um he can bring a little bit of scoring you know like i said his five five points for 60 this season is around the 1.5 range it's not really uh too too bad um uh, 53 games played, he has 9 goals, uh, 19 points for the Sabres this season. Last year, 78 games played, but the Sabres had 34 points in 78 games. So, you know, he's still producing a bit. That's pretty decent for a depth score. Um, his, pos- his possession's at 49%, but also the Sabres are not that really good of a possession team. Um, I really don't think. Um, I think the Penguins can have Connor Sheary for probably a mid-round pick. I don't really think Jason Boxwell is going to. Um, charge them a high price. I've also seen a couple rumors that the Penguins may be looking at Jimmy VC. Um, he probably would fit the system. Doesn't have a lot of championship experience, obviously. Um, that I think would be interesting, though. I think it, it could be you see one of those. I've also seen rumors about Johan Larson. Um, <clears throat> excuse me again, but I do think that the most likely trade. Um, that they will make with the team is going to be about Buffalo, Um the two GMs just know each other very well. You know, Buffalo is basically out of the race and, you know, we're going to get to them more coming up, but yeah, I just wouldn't be surprised, but um, <clears throat> I think I'm just, I think he'd probably be a decent fit for the bottom stakes. That's obviously where he would go. Um, you hope that he can, you can get production out of him or he's basically just useless um, down there. Um, I saw some people saying on Twitter yesterday that, oh, yeah, he's not a better option than, you know, Anthony Angelo and or Sam Lafferty. Um, I don't think that's true. I think he's probably a better option than at least all of them except maybe Lafferty. Though Lafferty has been pretty decent in stretches. But I think in a playoff game, who would I trust more? It would probably be Connor Sherry. I would probably put Connor Sherry in the lineup over Sam Lafferty. And besides, you know, the teams that really go far are are 13-14 to NHL forwards deep. and So I wouldn't really be too, too upset if the Penguins honestly got Connor Sherry. I know that's maybe going to roll some people the wrong way. I don't really care. I think it's fine. Um, You know, would he be my number one choice? No. You know, I would maybe go after someone, like I said, like Johan Larsson from the Sabres. Um, I wish they could go out and get someone big like Ricard Raquel, but that's probably not going to happen. I think you'd have to blow the Ducks out of the water. And, you know, speaking of the Ducks, that was a really crappy uh, return for Andre Casse today for the Bruins. Uh, you know, they traded their first round, uh, basically almost a second, late like early second round pick and a prospect. And then, of course, the, the contract of David Backus. It's like, really, Bob Murray? You really had to take on the contract of David Backus to um, <clears throat> help out poor, um, just just help out poor Don Sweeney? Come on, man. Like, that's that's lame. Like, that's, just, that's just stupid return. That's... It's not fair value for Andre Kase. And, of course, you know, the biggest thing with Kase is his health. You know, when he's healthy, he produces. He's really good um, when he's healthy. And, you know, that's going to make the Bruins just that much more scary. I think um, this year's Eastern Conference playoffs are probably going to take years off everyone's lives, especially a Boston-Tampa Bay series. That will definitely take years off people's lives. Um, I have no doubt in my mind. Um, Also, if the Penguins go up against one of those two teams, especially – with uh, what Tampa just did in training for Blake Coleman. They may not be done. The Bruins may not be done. You know, I've seen them link to Chris Kreider. You know, no one really knows what's going to happen on the Kreider front. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, all the Eastern Conference teams get getting better. You know, the top four teams have all made a move now, at least, of course, with Washington getting Brendan Dillon. They may not be done. Apparently there's rumors that they may go out and get Mike Green, who is bad offensively. But as um, Baltimore Davy of Caps Twitter uh, noted to me, He's actually pretty, been pretty good defensively. He uh, suppresses shots very, very well. I mean, made a hero chart comparing to Justin Schultz and his world's betters. But, yeah, all these teams have now made uh, big moves, and, yeah, the Eastern Conference is going to be a bloodbath um, in probably the second round at the very least um, with uh, potentially a caps pen series and a Bruins-Bolts um, series. All right, so, of course, the Penguins will play host to the Buffalo Sabres tomorrow. You know, I already said that probably 5,000 times, whatever. But uh, this, is a, this is, I would say, a very, very big trap game for the Penguins. You know, you can't lose a game like this, especially, you know, you don't want to look ahead to Sunday where, of course, everyone's looking. You know, that's going to be one of the biggest games of the season. You're tied for first place right now. You have a game in hand on the Capitals. The Capitals also play tomorrow. They play uh, the New Jersey Devils. I believe it is in New Jersey. Um, the Cap- the Capitals will be playing Samsonov tomorrow night, and then they'll start hoping against the Penguins on uh, Sunday. But tomorrow, you know, they'll play the Sabres, of course. You know, I don't think much is being um mentioned about how amazing of a season Jack Eichel is having. Um it's pretty surreal. You know, 75 points in 59 games for uh Jack Eichel, 33 of those goals, 42 assists. Um no, he's just he's really come into his own these last couple seasons last year at 82 points in 77 games. His career high before that in his third year was 64 points. So he's gonna he's gonna torch that 82 I think he's gonna torch that 82 point um season from last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets to about a hundred. This season, he's just really come into his own. I feel really bad for him, considering that the team they have around him. Um, also, you know who's been really bad for the Sabers this year? Talk about an awful contract right now, Jeff Skinner. Uh, woof. Uh, that's all you can really say about that. Um, I just, I actually just came across some stats for him. You know, he actually has not scored basically in uh, ten weeks. Two assists in his last twenty games, four goals in his last thirty-seven games. He makes ten million uh, this season, and he has a nine million cap hit for seven more seasons. Um, you know, part of that, a part of that is also courtesy of uh, Cam Robinson, hockey underscore Robinson of Hockey Twitter. Uh, really a great follow, by the way, for prospects and all that and uh, NHL coverage as well. Shout out to him uh, for some of those stats um, and everything. But yeah, that is a big yikes in the chat here for Jeff Skinner. Uh, that's not what you want if you're a Sabres fan. Considering um, what he's, you know, it's just, it's, it's pretty bad. You know, he did finally have, um, you know, I mean, well, he had an assist on the 13. I was looking at his hockey reference. So that was uh, before that tweet came out, you know, just had a brain fart there for a second. But, yeah, um, like I said, just a really, really bad season for Skinner. Uh, 50 games played, 11 goals, 20 points. I know he's been hurt. He's had a lot of injury concerns um, throughout his career. But, really, these last um, four seasons, five seasons, he's been relatively healthy. Of course, last season with the Sabres, 40 goals, 63 points, 82 games. The season before that with Carolina, 49 points, 82 games. The season before that, 63 points in 79 games, 37 of those goals. Um, it's just, it's been bad. Um, that's just, that's embarrassing. You know, Sam Reinhardt has actually had a decent season, though. 60 games played. 21 goals, 48 points. You know what you get with him. Of course, they have the rookie, Olofsson, who's trying to make his case for a um, potential Calder Trophy bid uh, to be a finalist, though. I don't think that's going to happen, though. But, you know, good for Reinhardt. This is the third consecutive, his four, third consecutive season of 20 or more goals Four out of the last five seasons. Have been 20 or more goals. He's uh, trying to... Um, uh, potentially uh, break his career high in points, which was he had last season with 65-82. and 82. But, you know, on the whole, it's just been a disaster of the season for the Sabres. And look no further than poor uh, uh, poor Dwayne here uh, from uh, the Sabres. Uh, he called in on a radio show. It was posted by someone anonymously on YouTube. Um, from They got the clip, apparently, from the radio site, and he had this to say about the Sabres.
1: To talk about with this hockey team, and, like, I, I, I just... I'm surprised the organization remembered to wish Dominic Cash a happy birthday today. I'll put it that way. I just, it, it, it's so mind-boggling how we've fallen this far. And, like, I don't need, I, I, I was cautiously optimistic coming into the season because I wasn't fully expecting playoffs. But I was happy with the way the season started because the competitiveness was there. Last year was misery a hundred percent after the ten game streak. It was absolute misery because the competitive is the passion was not there. And it's been there. And then they go out and lay an egg last night in front of me. I was of course I was at the game. First time I went to a game with my sister, by the way, and she had to sit there through that. And it's just it's mind blowing. Like I, I and I don't need a Jerry Jones type of owner. Like I need an owner who's going to answer the fans when they misspell names on jerseys and have Chinese knockoffs on alumni. Like, what is going on? Like, what are we doing? Like, I don't understand it, man. Like, Bulldog, you've lived through this. You've seen it. Like, have you ever been, like, have they ever sucked the passion out of you like they have me? I've dedicated my life to hockey because of this team man like like i'm seriously for the first time considering just not being as even taken older this year like we're, like uh, I, and, and even when the team was terrible Ted black would come on the station and talk to fans and, and address concerns i don't need the foot the, the, i don't need a damn camera in front of Terry Pergola every single day but address our concerns be there when, when, when you screw up answer for the mistakes be accountable you know, this is, like, Pell Fontaine being forced out of, the, out of the organization, you know, five years ago, how long it was. Like, I don't need an explanation, but it's just been mediocrity. It's, it's almost worse than the Bills drought. Like, like, and you know what? As, as, I don't know what people's opinions of the man were, you know, with Russ Brandon. But if Russ Brandon was running the team still, I highly doubt he would have allowed Chinese knockoff jerseys to be worn by Danny Garrett at Turkey Drive.
0: So uh, yeah, that's just a taste of what poor uh, caller Dwayne had to say on Buffalo Sports Radio. Um, this came uh, a few weeks ago, uh, really almost at the beginning of February. Um, yeah, you you just you can really see how bad it has gotten up in Buffalo. Um, also, it doesn't help when your general manager is made into a GIF thread basically the entire week. Um, it is uh some I think uh some writer uh, I think of who writes for the team, I think right writes for Ottawa. I'm gonna have to go back and find it actually. Um yeah, it was Ben Mathewson who uh does uh um let's see, Saber's gifts. He, he does uh, sometimes on SB Nation. He did have this whole um gift thread of J poor Jason Bottle up in the press box. He um smashed his papers down when the team lost seven to four to the senators. Um Put his head down numerous times, was basically twiddling with his phone a bunch of times that it was charging. Um, it's just, you know, looked like the face of just a sad man who looked like he, um, uh, just you know, just the face of a sad man, honestly. You know, I was trying to make a, uh, a reference here. Maybe he looked like that he uh, potentially got bad news from his wife that he maybe got cheated on or something or, you know, that, that a girl broke up with him or whatever. But, you know, poor Jason Bottle. He's probably not going to be employed by the Sabres after this season. Um, I thought I was, like I said, I thought that clip would be really cool to show. But yeah, it's just it's been a season from hell for the Sabres. Um and you know, they do have some top end talent like I've talked about. And, you know, they just they need a rebuild from their current rebuild because outside of those four really good players, um, that's just there's not much there. Of course, you know, poor Rasmus Dalin, too, he's gonna be a stud in the future years. Um, yeah, that, that that sucks. Um, you know, the Penguins they need to take care of business tomorrow. They can't let you know anything off the? Um, they can't let their foot off the gas pedal. You know, so they also need to respond from that absolutely embarrassing um, showing against Toronto Maple Leafs, where they got shut out. Um, for a very, which is a very very rare occurrence this season for the Penguins. Uh, they are almost never shut out. And, um, you know, you could definitely tell Mike Sullivan. His press conference last night was, um, he was not pleased. <laughs> That's one way to put it. He uh, apparently it all, but lasted barely over a minute. Um, he called out the team for the defensive struggles. Um, basically, they need to fix it. Um, yeah, you know, when Sullivan does that, you know, you know he's pissed off and you know he's going to make sure that that does not happen again. Um, you know, it also helps that the Penguins usually play well after losses. So, you know, we're hoping for a W tomorrow. And yeah, you know, just don't play down to the opponent. That team is really, really bad. They're coming off a lot, They came off a loss, a 7-4 loss to the Senators of all teams. You give up seven goals to the Senators. You know, there is really um, something wrong with you, definitely. <laughs> Of course, you know, we'll also talk about a little bit of the Caps game a little bit. Just a monster game inside the division. They'll meet for just the second of four times this season. And of course, the Penguins getting a 4-3 to win in Washington just a few weeks back on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, that was just a monster game. That was a great game, See The Penguins, I thought, played really, really great for those first two periods. And then, of course, if you'll remember, they... Um, they played pretty bad in that third period. They were lucky to escape Washington with a win. That's how a lot of those Caps-Pens games go sometimes. The Penguins, they'll dominate for, like, you know, the first couple periods. They'll dominate for a period, have an okay period, and then the Caps will just take it to them with everything they had. You know, that was almost the story of the 2017 series where, you know, the Penguins, they got their goals in key moments, even though they were dominated and they were carried by goaltending. And, you know, that's all she wrote. Um, I think for the goaltending situation, though, you know, we'll just talk about that for both games. Um... I think they need to go Murray tomorrow. I think that needs to happen. Uh, And then I think you need to see Tristan Jari go up against the Caps. You know, Jari has never seen the Capitals before. I know it's the game where Alex Ovechkin might get his 700th goal if he doesn't get it tomorrow against the Devils. Um, you know, I saw a thread on uh, on Twitter today. You know, would you applaud or stand? Or would you give a standing ovation for Ovechkin if he would, did in Pittsburgh, or you know, if you were at a game and you saw it? Uh, yeah, that's easy. You know, it's a hell of an accomplishment. Alex Ovechkin is one of the best players of all time. He's the best pure goal scorer of all time. Um, I don't really think anyone can argue otherwise, but um, yeah, it's just you know there's a very good chance you know let's not be mad if it happens or anything. I know some Pens fans like to hold a grudge that you know of the of the hit on Gonchar about a decade ago, and yeah, that was a pretty crappy hit, but you know what? It's also 11 years ago, so um, he also returned in that playoff run, so um, whatever. But yeah, I just I, I like Jari to. Get his start on Sunday. He needs to see the Capitals if he is going to play in the playoffs. If you are going to give him the Game 1 start in the playoffs, and if you are going to ride him during a series against the Capitals, you need to have him see the Capitals for the very first time. I don't think he's ever seen the Capitals before in a game. Um, doesn't really matter if Matt Murray plays the Sabres. You know He needs, all, he needs to also rebound. Um, I don't think he played poorly by any stretch against Toronto. The Penguins were just really, really bad in general, as I've said. But, you know, it would be good, you know, for him, of course, you know, he doesn't obviously he wouldn't want to allow four goals again. He just needs to have another – just a good game, you know. And I think he will. You know, the Sabres are not very good. And that's what I would do for the goaltending situation. But, you know, you always have to be aware of the Capitals and their high-end talent, their power play has been meant. But, you know, a lot of Caps fans have been calling for Blaine fourth-size head because apparently their power play has been really bad. And uh, the Penguins, you know, we got – and the fans, us fans, we got a glimpse of it, obviously, a few weeks ago. That Caps power play was something to behold. It was just – did not look like the mint power play that um I'm we're all used to seeing with how they move the puck around and all the you know the John Carlson bombs from the point, the Alex Ovechkin bombs you know from his his circle that he absolutely loves um you know everything else they do on the power play you know TJ Oshie in the slot, Backstrom down low Kuznetsov down there with them you know kind of circling around a little bit, but you know that's gonna be a lot of fun. That's arguably the best rivalry in hockey, and then and after that the Penguins will play two more times against them. This time in Pittsburgh, both of course are tied. For the first place in the Metropolitan Division, so it makes this game that much more um, massive. But you know, to end this episode of Locked On Penguins, you know, we're going to do a little bit of a mailbag. I got some questions to answer. um, Currently, let's see here. You know, now that we talked about, you know, talked about the Capitals and all that. You know, Nikki Giordano, are you ready for the Capitals to kick Penguins' butt on Sunday? Um, No, because all these all these games are going to be really close. I'm going to give you a serious answer on that. Um, That's not happening. (laughs) That's definitely not happening. But um, I'd hope for the Penguins to um, absolutely give it to the Capitals. But, um, Nicole, please enjoy a safe vacation down in Disney. Um, That would be uh, very, very nice. Uh, Don't go to all the Star Wars stuff without me, even though um – You know, Star Wars Clone Wars did come out this morning, which was, um, you know, I know it's a little, a lot different than a ride in Disney and all the the theme attractions there. But um, if you guys have not seen Star Wars Clone Wars, please go see it. Uh, Please go watch it, actually. Yeah, but just a hell of a show, and it was really, really good. But um, next question here, Uh, uh, Clarky, of course, and a very good friend of the podcast, Clint Clarky. happy birthday to you, my man. Have uh, uh, we had a great day for your birthday? He asked, uh, should the Penguins basically acquire Sven Barchi from the, um, from, the uh, Can, uh, from the Canucks? Whatever. Yeah. He's only really played in six games this season. He's been pretty banged up. Two assists in those six games, though. In the past, um, not, um, he's been really just banged up the past couple of seasons. He only played in 26 games last year, nine goals, 14 points. A few seasons before that, he had 15, 18, and 14 goals, respectively with 28, 35, and 29 goals. Respectively, I can see Jim Rutherford, you know, potentially, um, you know, buying low on a player like this. So I don't really think the Canucks are going to move him though, because the Canucks are also in a playoff chase. Um, you to, because of, of course, you know, they just traded for Tyler Toffoli, so I think that'd be a long shot. I maybe maybe see the kick the tires on him, even though he's the injury concerns are pretty real. But I just don't see them um, going for him, even though like um, I just think they're going to go look at um, other options on uh, knowing Jim Rutherford. Then, of course, the last question, a very good friend of the podcast, uh, Cam, uh, of course not that fair, Cameron Houston, rank your top five mascots in the NHL. Okay, so a very, very quick question. Um, I can tell you who is not going to be on this top five list of mascots, and that is Gritty. Uh, Gritty sucks. He is bad. He's evil. He looks evil, and he's just weird. He's a trying to be a knockoff of the Philadelphia fanatic, who actually is a good mascot. Yes, I'm giving Gritty slander, and I don't care what you think. Um, I will let that known that Gritty sucks also he just looks very, very evil, like I said. But number one, um, biasism here, biased here. But you know what, um, iceberg of the Penguins. You know uh, who better than iceberg? Honestly, you know he's 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 the goat. Um, I think the Habs have a really really cool mascot. I'm actually looking at his name is what, Yupi? Yupi? That, that's actually the funniest name I've ever heard for a uh, mascot. I think he's absolutely awesome. Um, the flame, uh, of course, you know the Calgary Flames mascot. I mean, of course, you know Harvey the Hound. Um, great, he's just he look he just he looks absolutely hysterical. Um, you know, I'm just looking at a picture of him actually. Uh, you know the moose in Winnipeg, what's his name? Um, let me look this up real quick. Oh Mick, Mick. Uh, you know that's a that's a badass looking mascot. You know he just looks awesome. And then of course um, Nash of the National Predators, great name as well. He he just, he just looks pretty evil. So yeah, moose, Nash, iceberg. Um, Harvey and UP. Uh, I, I honestly did not know that these, uh, name, these, Matt, these, um, uh, those were the names of the mascots. I'm like mixing up my words here, but thank you guys. Thank you for that question. That was really, really, um, funny. And, uh, that was just, you know, it was really a uh, fun question to answer, but, um, you know, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins. Thank the maker that Jim Rutherford did not make a trade during this, or, um, I would have been thrown off completely. I probably would have had to pause the podcast and, um, Uh, Maybe, you know, or give my live thoughts. I think that would be a really cool episode too. Um, But, yeah, like I said, thank you guys so much. Uh, We'll have another episode coming on Monday. Um, Talk about these two games this weekend. Then, of course, it's trade deadline day. Going to be a big day. Jim Rutherford is more likely than not. is going to make a move. He always does on deadline day. Hopefully, probably for a um, NHL depth forward. So, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, I appreciate the support. Keep giving. Um, you know, keep reviewing the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Uh, you know, follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes, but the show's Twitter at Hello Underscore Penguins, and um, we will talk to you guys on Monday. All right.